We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Got to bring us back to the White Sox, huh? That wasn't my plan, Dan. Got to bring us back to the side. By the way, if you're if you're on Twitter, check out our guy uh, Bill on Capitol Hill wrote just a scathing and wonderful essay about the issues with the White Sox and Clevenger and what it all means. Really good stuff. Well, you know, like I, I'm sitting in my office and usually about, I'd say about 7.30 or so, I'd, I'd sit in my office and i go, all right, what are some of the things we're going to get into? And I have notes that I've been writing and I usually check, like I usually will read the Sun-Times and the Tribune. If if something good's in the Herald, I'll check that out. The Athletic is probably the first place I go every morning just to see what's happening. I like their front page and how it's laid out so you can find out what's going on around the country with some of the writers. And then I check in with with Fegan and, and Sahadev and see what they're up to, see what they're writing about in the offseason. Well, Fegan, I looked and I see there's a Chris Getz story, and I was like, well, I'm just going to go right past that. And then I see that he had put a survey together. So I'm doing the survey, and the survey has questions like, what are your expectations for this season? And it gives options. And I'll go back to some of these questions, but there was one question where I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute, this is this is really something that's striking. And I was surprised at what it said about me and, and what it said on how it was able to stop me in my tracks. Well, that, that is a, a, a well-conceived question then. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was staring at it for like five minutes and staring at some of the, the options for this question. So I want you to, to think about this as a White Sox fan. Where does the White Sox biggest advantage lie? Where does uh, oh, advantage on the field against comp- there? I'll because I got to go through the survey again to get back to that question. So I'm like going through the Where selection right now. Does the White Sox biggest advantage lie? I, I and I was staring at this thing, and it was like front office ownership, um, history. I'll I'll say the the first thing that pops to mind is when you look at the Cuban World Baseball Classic team. International is actually and, one and of the I, choices. I, I, I think their biggest advantage is in the historic relationship that they have forged with Cuban baseball culture because of Mini, starting with Mini, and then and, and continuing with Mini for a long time, and then continuing into this. Most recent through Abreu into the recent generation of players. 
Mike, if I wasn't giving you a list of answers, because I can't for some reason I can't get back to it. Um, I came up with that without a list, but it's on the list. I actually. see it. I have the list. Okay. If you All right. What's the, what's the list of answers for this question? The question is where does the White Sox' biggest organizational advantage lie? Current major league roster core, ownership group, farm system, front office, player development, Chicago market, prestige ballpark, domestic scouting, pro and amateur, international scouting, Cuban connection. There. So Cuban Connection is... Is International Scouting Cuban Connection one thing? Yeah, one thing. Yes. I, I'm with Dan. I agree. Okay. That, that's, the only, that's one of the few things that the White Sox do of which I'm proud. That's my point. Like, that was... I'm sitting there going, wow, there are a lot of choices that I don't feel comfortable making. And instead of it being, I'm having a hard time choosing between this strength and this strength, it was what on this list can actually be an, a strength of the White Sox. That's where, where my mind was. I'm sitting there at my desk and I'm like, you know, there's other stuff I got to get done before I get in the car and head down here. And I'm just staring at this thing. I'm staring at this list of questions and, and, and answers. And, and I'm like, wow, I, I think that of the the choices that were available, you made the right choice. But even with that, I'm still like that that shouldn't be no. your biggest organizational strength. Your biggest advantage over your your counterparts. It should be a lot of it. You want to run through some more of these questions? Yeah, if they're as interesting as that one, that because that that was phrased in a in a very you really you you got to put some thought into that one. What are your expectations for this season? This is James James Feigen's survey on the Athletic. Here are the choices: World Series or else, winning a playoff series, the best since two thousand five, in the race until the end, cracking the playoffs but not breaking new ground, more mediocrity, selling at the deadline. My expectations or where where I believe... What are your expectations for this season? My expectations for this season, making the playoffs but not breaking new ground. Okay. Here's the second question. What is your opinion of general manager Rick Hahn's job performance? I don't know. Hold on. He's doing great. I'm satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I want change. Incomplete. I don't know for what he's responsible. I don't know who runs the White Sox. I don't know who's in charge. So that was, I can't answer that. That was kind of how I felt. So I went with I'm not satisfied. Mike Rankin. Uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm gonna put you down. The I'm they've, not satisfied. They've made it impossible category. to answer. We don't. We don't know what he does and what he doesn't do. Great. So it's, here's the next. I, question. I know he didn't hire Tony Larusa. The next question is: How do you view Rick Hans? and the front offices work during their quote-unquote contention window, which Feigen has as 2020 to present, compared to their work during the rebuild. Here are your options. He is better at shaping a contender than rebuilding. He's the same guy. It has been consistently good throughout. He is worse at shaping a contender than he was at rebuilding, He's the same guy who has struggled in both stages. Again, if if we're talking about what Jerry Reinsdorf did unilaterally, single-handedly, to hire Tony Larusa, 
that affects everything else anyone has done. It also has to do with budget. Mm-hmm. Like if Rick Hunt said, hey, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to go get a second baseman and a right fielder and a fifth starter and add to the bullpen. So it's hard It's hard for me to, to be fair in grading if he's just not able to do his job because of, of self-imposed financial constraints. This was the easiest question for me to answer in the entire athletic James Fegan White Sox survey. What do you think of the Pedro Grifol hire? I'm optimistic he's the right choice. I'm cautiously optimistic giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm skeptical he's the right choice. I was hoping for someone or something else and remain disappointed. Cautiously optimistic giving him the benefit of the doubt. I actually went to the top. I'm optimistic about Pedro Grifol. Next question. How much impact are you expecting from Grifol and his coaching staff? Here are your choices. Getting a talented group back on track to being an AL contender. They can help, but it's largely on the players to improve. Negligible impact on a team that already was expected to compete for a division. Below average performance with some first-time manager growing pains. Disaster as the team bottoms out. I think probably the second one. They can help but it's largely on the players to improve. Yes. Mike Rankin, that's where you're at. Um, I'm sorry, I missed that one. So we're talking about Pedro Grifol yeah. and what he's getting out how, of the How much impact, impact are you expecting from Grifol and his coaching staff? Well, I'm thinking it's on the players. They got to perform. Okay, fair enough. Here's one. What is your opinion of team chairman Jerry Reinsdorf? Your choices. He's doing great. I'm satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I want change. I went with I'm not satisfied. Yeah. That felt like the right answer on this. Well, some, how much of these, uh, the, the, the Clevenger thing is weighing on my opinions of a lot of it. It's such a cloud. It's such a it's such a dark cloud over the organization right now mm-hmm. that, that a lot of what's going on with that and what they're not saying about it and what they're still kind of obfuscating is really bothering me. Mike, that's as far as I can go on my phone, as, as far as I can scroll down. What's the next question? What is the primary way you assess Reinsdorf, Reinsdorf's performance? Budget, which includes free agency, contract extensions, draft, international spending, Culture, public representation, employee behavior, honoring team history, or fan experience, ballpark, broadcast, fan events, Sox Fest, outreach. I went immediately to budget. I would say the the first, then the second, then the third would be my priority, my, my order of priority. Budget, culture, then fan experience. Mm-hmm. So then following that, which of those areas needs the most improvement? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> budget, culture, fan experience. <laughs> the budget. Actually, from what we've, what I know about the total organization and the level of happiness and unhappiness, I'd say culture. I'd say one would affect after, me after the Larusa thing. It's, yeah, one would affect me as a fan more. So I'm looking at this on a lot of levels. Like obviously, budget. If it's hey, go get go get the good players and spend money and 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 win more games and shore up what you need. Sure, but on a kind of a personal level. Just knowing how some people feel coming to work every day, you know, pulled in different directions, not necessarily appreciated, nickel and dimed here and there. That I, I would I would say culture. 
What else we got, Mike? Give a letter grade to the White Sox offseason. I gave them a D. Fegan, of course, gave them an F. Yeah, I, I think I think below average. I think the the Grafol hire and the Benatendi signing keeps it from makes, a, being it, a failure. Means it's not a failure, but I would say it's below average. D. Mike Rankin, would you like to give your? No, answer? I agree. It's, it, it's a D, and I give that grade because well, they failed in addressing starting pitching depth, and when you look at the organizational structure right now, there's not a lot of it in Triple A, um, and they got Benatendi, so it kind of. That's that's what they needed to do. They had to get that one signing. The following question, since Andrew Benatendi is the only major addition you can pencil into the opening day roster at this point, how do you grade his signing? I graded it as a B. I, I, I think that he's a, a, a solid professional baseball player. They're going to put him in left field, and he's going to do what he does, which is get on base, which yeah. I'm totally fine. He'll catch the ball. He probably can't throw the ball. Yeah, but- I'd, I'd say B minus, maybe a C plus, just because it's it's a solid average kind of signing teams make. It shouldn't be your capstone, most big splash signing, but it ended up being that. So then you have a couple questions. It's favorite current White Sox, favorite player ever, but I think these are pretty interesting after that. Which of these young White Sox players will have the best career? And they include Michael Kopech, Andrew Vaughn, Dylan Cease, Garrett Crochet, Gavin Sheets, Luis Robert, or other. I said Cease because he's already... A Cy Young candidate yeah, I finalist. Think, I think so Cesar Robert. It's hard to catch him, it, even if he just kind of you know, it, it it's a guy that's going to probably be around for a long time. And if he's figured some stuff out, what about you, Mike Rankin? Andrew Vaughn. I think he's going to be a mainstay, middle of the lineup, consistent, steady bat. If the White Sox you know, treat him well, <laughs> get him in the right position, put players around him that'll help him succeed, let him be himself. I think that's an elite bat. I paused on the favorite player of all time. Yvonne Calderon. He wasn't on the list. He's on my I, list. I know that he's, a bad he's, list. he's the only list, that, the only person on your list. The, the, the objectively correct answer is Yvonne Calderon. Okay. I went with Paul Konerko, strangely enough. Because I'm like, Frank Thomas, Paul Konerko, and Mark Burley were the, yeah. you know, I'm like, ah, which one? And I was like, Paul Konerko. Although with every day that goes by, Ozzy's move, Ozzy moves up the list. Ozzy's my favorite White Sox, like, period. Because he's a little bit of everything, right? Player, manager, broadcaster. Yeah. He's my favorite White Sox. But as far as the player goes, I went with Konerko. All right, so go and be a part of James Fegan's survey on The Athletic if you're a White Sox fan. He, he deserves the feedback. He does a great job on it. If you follow him, he's tweeted about it. It's there on The Athletic if you have a subscription. And let's see what the the mass, what, what the results are of this survey. Because I think it's open until Sunday. I think that's right. It's open until Sunday. So White Sox fans, go to The Athletic and vote on Fegan's survey. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.